With the safe return of live events, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with vivid seats. That's right, every alley-oop slam, every one-timer, and every sideline grab can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn free tickets from your very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. This is ESPN Radio. Joey Bottle got that 2,000 hit tonight. The more I play here, the more I realize how lucky I am. Victor Cruz, Super Bowl champ. I just wanted to feel special this morning, guys. Charlotte Flair, the 13-time WWE champion. Hey, guys. Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame class of 2021. I've been waiting. Like, let's do it. Super Bowl champion Donald Driver. I love the game. I watch the game more now than I did when I actually played. Drew Bledsoe, Super Bowl champion. Keyshawn, if I ever stopped yelling at you, then you would think I didn't care. Terrence Bud Crawford, the WBO welterweight champion. I just know in my heart that I can beat them. Cowboys legend and now Hall of Fame wide receiver Drew Pearson. But now that I'm in Canton, I don't even think I use the airplane to get here. Justin Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback. A lot of fun last year, but uh, a lot more room to grow. Lane Kiffin joins his Ole Miss head coach. A big part of my motivation was he because he sent me pictures when I'm on TV of how fat I am. The <laughs> biggest names in sports are here. And it all starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. A couple of questions of the day. Maybe, just maybe, we'll be blessed to hear from the intern. This segment or next? I don't know. It's really up to him. I don't even I, I don't even make that decision anymore. Whatever you want, bud, because it's your world. He is in the middle of getting ready to uh, end this semester here. <sighs> All right, let's do hour two. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camera Wednesday update. Is that what it is? Head coach Sean Payton spoke already this morning. What he had to say on the Eagles that is coming up shortly. Also, his thoughts on Trevor Simeon. He's going to be available today, so I think we're past the who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints. Normally, your starting QB is available on Wednesday, and Trevor Simeon is available. Words of wisdom? Peace and happiness forever. Now, remember, Nick Gundale back on Monday said there was fear that maybe Taysom Hill got nicked up a little bit. We'll see on the injury report that will be put out today. Now, 4 o'clock-ish. We'll touch on that, obviously, tomorrow. Saints at the Eagles. Billy, a one-and-a-half point favorite. Coming off of a big win against the Broncos in Denver. A week after Denver beat Dallas. So I, I don't know what to make of it. Look, you see the Jags beat Buffalo. You saw Washington beat Tampa. It just I, I don't I don't know what to make of it. I still think there's some good teams out there, some teams that are better. I, I, I know you probably don't want to I know the Saints beat the Packers. The Packers are a better team, especially with Rodgers at quarterback. And you saw them get back to things after he came back last week taking on Seattle. So Look, I, I, I'm not saying 
that every game isn't one that you want to win. I'm not going first take here or get up this morning. Which team needs to, needs to win more this week, that KC or Dallas? I, of course, you always want to win. The Saints want to win Sunday. What I'm just saying is you, the the level of energy, the desperation, the, hey, at all costs sort of thing. I'm not saying they don't, but look, again, there have been two home games where they didn't show up with that kind of energy and execution and focus, right? Atlanta and New York. So we can go back and forth whether or not that's an issue or not. I'm just telling you, they need to get on that airplane and get onto the field at Lincoln Financial with a certain mindset. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that they cannot beat Buffalo next Thursday. Yeah, eight days from today. Eight days from today, the Bills are coming. And a week later, it's Dallas. Then you go to the Jets. And then you go to the Bucks. That's an important stretch to me. This stretch of games, and I'm not being an alarmist. I'm just saying, I think that's determining if the Saints are in the playoffs or not. Now, you can sit there and say, well, wait a minute, Gus. The last two games of the season, it's the Panthers and Falcons. That's the division. Okay, that, that's fine. That, that might help you. But by then, are, are you battling to be seven? Are you battling to be six? Are you in there or not? I don't know. Right? Right now, you're six. I, I, I would say you'd like to be a home team on a wild card. But quite frankly, this team doesn't play very well at home. Maybe it's my I don't know. I'm just telling you to me. We have a poll out there. It's a question of the day. Yes, it's a must win. Jeff, what you got for us today, sir? Hey, uh, I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about we should have went and got Cam and Trevor ain't this. Mm. But really, our problem is nothing against Traquan and Marquez and all those guys because I think Deontay Harris right now is our number one receiver. But I think, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing Trevor Simeon be the quarterback for the next couple of years. I think he, he, he's a decent guy. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think I think this week against Philly is a must-win, too, um, because, you know, you just lost these last two games, had to come back, lost both of them by four points combined. So you you got to get defense has to come out and make a statement because Philly's offense really, what they got, Jalen Hurts, and that's it. Like, they're not going to really run the football with their running backs. I mean, they got Jalen Hurts. He can run the football. But, I mean, you lock down Devontae Smith, you don't have nobody to throw the football to. Zach Hurts is in Arizona. So, I think I agree with you with that. I think uh, this week is a must win. Yeah, and look, uh, it's interesting you say that about where, where you would go, Trevor. I was talking to somebody this morning at the gym about that, and they were like, hey, what do you do? Do you do Rodgers? Do you call Wilson? Do you, do you think Jameis comes back? Do you go with – what he can do again? It's almost sort of like with the Pelicans here, where I can't make a full evaluation until all five players are on there. Let Let's see what happens if receivers catch, get separation, the tight end doesn't hold, can catch the ball. Kamara and Ingram are in. The offensive line plays its capability, and if this team's put up twenty five, thirty points, I don't know. Look, money's going to be an issue. Um, I, I just again, you look at the top quarterbacks that are available next year. My opinion, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing someone I'm, I'm trading the next three years, four years, first round, second round draft picks for. Okay. So it's either a, a, a proven vet like Rogers or Russell Wilson, Jameis, or to your point, maybe you do Trevor and see, you know, I know Maddie says give Ian a try. I, I don't know. I, 
the, the play of the defense, though, and how good they can be, does add a sense of urgency to in, in terms of you can win now because you do have, I think, a caliber defense that can make a run on a playoff team. Does that make sense? But you got to have your quarterback. You got to have a receiver like that. That needs to happen next year. Like they need to move up in the draft to go get a playmaking receiver. Like you agree with me on that, yeah. huh, Jeff? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because the last two weeks watching that, especially Atlanta, um, that was that was pitiful. Yeah, no, My- Michael Thomas back or not? I mean, I th- there's no waiting to the twenty second pick or twenty third. No, no, go get a-, a difference maker. I mean, that- that's my opinion. Next year already in April. I mean, oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, one more thing. Yeah, uh, I think it's Fletcher Mackler, one of them, one of the twins. He, he needs to get off Twitter because all this talk about trading Brandon Ingram is ridiculous. Why would you trade your your best offensive player right now? And yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm I'm off the Zion Zion bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Go get Bradley Bill. We go trade Zion for Bradley Bill, and I think everybody will be a little bit happier. Because right now, all Zion is is to put ashes in seats, and they ain't doing that because he ain't he can't stay healthy because he can't stop eating. So send his ass to DC and get us Bradley Bill. All right. Thank you, Jeff, for the phone call. Appreciate it, sir. 800 Well, what do we have here? Join the intern. How many days he got left there, sir? Um, so after Thanksgiving week, two, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. So let, essentially it was just a little tease that I got to see you last week, huh? Yeah, it was a little tease. A little That's tease. Cool. All right. Questions of the day, sir. Go ahead and toss those out for us. Yeah, both usually do this one on Wednesday before a Saints game. Uh, just give us your keys to this Sunday's matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the other question today, like you were just mentioning, it's a poll question. Is this week's Saints game a must-win against the Eagles? You could comment or call in at 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA to answer both of those mm-hmm. questions of the day. Um, is one of those catch the ball for the New Orleans Saints? <laughs> There's Trey Quad Smith. He was asked about this this week back on Monday about uh, his thoughts on the position group, the ride receiver room. Yeah, I feel like uh, as as a receiver group, I feel like uh, we can do way much better, you know, than the past weeks. And then the past weeks we have done. Uh, our coach been on us a lot, and then uh, Sean been on us. Like I feel like uh, it's kind of like all eyes on us. Like everybody expecting us to make plays. And uh, coming out of last week, we you know we we had a few drop balls, so that was that was really our biggest. Uh, our biggest issue this week, uh, when the ball come your way, uh, do whatever you got to do to make it. Don't, don't have it be, you know, on our coach CJ looking at us, you know, asking why we didn't make plays and looking for what we could have done better. I, we just came into this week, uh, like every time the ball come our way, we're going to make plays. So, you know, the game, uh, it went until like, uh, it's, it's our fault. Like we didn't do enough good a job as, as a receiver core. I think. When you look at it, Jordan, at least sort of like the Bells, they, they, they know the issue. They, they, they've got to get better. Now, Coach says he's seen Traquan play better. Do you think 
because it's not like you can go out there and go shopping here. Can they get to the playoffs with this receiving core? Uh, I mean, I think we're playing perfectly. I think we're playing, you know, decent. I think they just need to start stop shooting themselves in the foot. I, I know it was one of the main concerns that Sean Payton had after the game. You see that he's a little PO'd uh, in his post-game press conference where, I mean, if, if you're going to, you know, not be still on the line or if you're going to make boneheaded mistakes that, you know, cost the team in the game, then why are you even out on the field? So I think just keeping them putting um, themselves in the foot is my main storyline this week while they face the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Is it a must win? I wouldn't say just quite yet. I think it's very close. I could lean on either direction. You know how I am with that. I'm going to say no. I'm going to give you a definitive answer. Not yet. All right. Pels and Heat tonight, sir. Miami. Eight-point favorite. 630 tip right here. On your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's a loss. Wait a minute. I haven't even even finished yet. I haven't finished previewing, perhaps. I just... What do you think of Scott... When he says his biggest thing tonight, he wants to see is how this team rebounds. Not not like off the glass rebounds off of the loss. Oh, like rebound off of like uh, just a loss in general. Well, no. After this last loss against the Wizards, we were up nineteen, and you completely just—I mean—that fourth quarter was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. So, I—I kind of—I kind of see. Um, his point on that, like, I, I want to see how this team sort of rebounds and gets in there because, man, they play with a ton of energy and effort, had that 19-point lead look good, and then, my goodness, just could not get anything going there, and you don't want it to turn into another loss and go into this. This is a good team. So, yeah, I I am kind of like Scott saying, like, is this another game where at least you're in the fourth quarter and you have a chance to win? I, I think I'd be happy with that. I, I, I think that's kind of your, your the whole storyline for this season is now – looking at each game and how are you going to take it one step at a time, kind of digging your way out of that hole that you created for yourself at the beginning of the season, losing for 13 games now, two and thir- you're 2-13. and 13. So I think the whole storyline for the rest of the season is how they bounce back and crawl out of the hole, this deep hole that they've created for themselves. And I think that's even more of an important storyline when Zion returns because mm-hmm. let's see how big of an impact he is and clawing them out of that hole once he returns because that's what everyone's saying. Hey, it's because they don't have Zion Williams. So, hey, put just more pressure on him and see what they can do. Okay. Anything else, Jordan? How are you today? Everything going well? Oh, well, did you not see that it's not going to be called the Staples Center anymore, Doug? I did see that. The Staples Center will now be something that I'm sure you're, you cannot wait to invest in, huh? Crypto.com, $700 million deal for 20 years. $700 million crypto. I Look, again, I'm not saying anything, out anybody out there that does it. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know what's the difference between, I guess, real money and fake money. Because people can say right now, essentially, your money isn't really tangible. And the paper is based off of this and that. But I'm not exactly rushing to start doing a whole bunch of cryptocurrency. That's just me. You? I've been trying, like, explained it to multiple times. I've had someone explain it to me multiple times, and I just could not get a grasp on what it is, okay. how it how it holds a value. Yeah. 
I hear you. Thank you, sir. Keep an eye up uh, on all of the different responses here as well. We'll chime in with you before the end of the show. Sounds good. There he goes. Join the intern. Give a follow at J.D. Cleaver. At some point, he will be finishing school, and we'll see him again and hear from him more. It's the Sports Hangover. Don't forget, when we come back, we will um, touch on what Sean Payton had to say a little bit earlier today. So we'll do that, and we'll hear more from Trey Quan Smith. Okay? So don't go anywhere. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two-to-one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. And if you buy your diamond separate from the ring... We'll count that as two separate items. Because we love you. Our tax-free event is going on right now. Through Saturday, the 20th. Come in and take a look. We've got fabulous engagement ring diamonds. And big anniversary diamonds. That are easily within your budget. Tell them about big anniversary diamonds, Lori. A big anniversary diamond is any diamond that's at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. A big anniversary diamond says... I love you twice as much today as the day I married you. Boys, it's time to go big. One full carrot. Go big, two carrots. Go big, three carrots. We can even custom design your ring to make it one of a kind. Go big. Fabulous prices, tax-free. And up to 60 months to pay. With approved credit. Welcome to Ramsey's. Our tax-free event is going on right now. But it ends this Saturday at 6 p.m. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Don't forget, folks. Please. I'm trying to help you out. Maybe you can get a little extra money. Around the holidays. Go ahead. If, you, if you're into that kind of thing, right? DraftKings Sportsbooks coming soon to Louisiana when it goes live. And I believe it's going to be the end of the month. Not next week, and Thanksgiving week, which is next week. So before that, you want to go and download the app. DraftKings Sportsbook. That's different from the regular DraftKings app, which is your daily fantasy app. That's the one where you, of course, do your starting lineup, stay under the salary cap, see how you do with other competition. That's different. This is a wagering, right? On whatever it is that you want to wager. And you can do it from your comforts of your couch, your car, your office, you know, whatever it is that you want to do it from. Here's here's the key here. Two things. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before it goes live, and they're going to give you $100 in free bets. No deposit required. 
And you can trust them. You know who they are. You know what they've been doing. So go ahead and do it. DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get into that field, that's the app to go do. $100 in free bets just for signing up. No deposit required. Use the code LaRose. And then boom, $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So please go download the app and use the code LaRose. Um, so earlier this morning, Coach Sean Payton spoke with local reporters and touched on the Eagles. What does he see overall from the team in Philly? Well, first off, their offense uh, is unique relative to the run design. It's been real productive. Uh, I think probably the last three or four, five weeks, they've been running it as well as anyone. So your eye discipline, your your scheme and understanding how you wanted to defend some of this zone read, and then the play action that comes off of it, uh, you know, they've done a good job with explosive plays. Um, obviously, they've added some key weapons in the offseason. You, you, you're seeing Devontae Smith, but Goddard, uh, Rager, all the receivers run well. So defensively, the, the discipline within the framework of what they're doing unique to anything in the last, call it six weeks, eight weeks, a completely different run design. Um, offensively against their defense, uh, they, they play a multitude of fronts. They get in some heavy when you're in nickel and still play a back end shell. Uh, they'll give you a lot of quarters. They'll give you a quarter, quarter half. They'll play man to man. Um, I think it's a, it's an active front, uh, especially those guys down. Um, you know, we've seen Barnett now, Fletcher Cox for, Cox for years, Hargraves playing well, Sweat. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a unique style relative to what we're going to defend, and then offensively, you know, they, these guys do a good job of keeping the ball in front of them. That they're they're really right at the top in, in allowing explosive plays. So they're forcing you to be patient. Um, those are some of the early uh, impressions. All right, how about how have they changed the way they're running the football? You heard Sean say. The last couple of weeks, it's it's changed. It's a little bit different. Again, they were ready to run that head coach out after not even a full season already. Jalen Hurts was the team. But they were running him a ton. And look, they're averaging 144 yards a game now. And what is difference, Coach? I think they're even more, not style, Mike, but I think they're even more committed when you see, just when you watch the time of possession and you watch the games, um, holy cow, they've done a good job. And so they've obviously improved and gotten better, but, uh, you know, that they, they, it starts with, it starts with the quarterback, you know, and, and, and seeing how Hurts is playing. Uh, he's got the same skill set as, as a lot of running backs do and throws the ball well down the field. I think he's playing exceptionally well. So he mentioned Hurts in the game against Denver again. This was at Denver. Eagles, by the way, kept the Broncos scoreless in the first and fourth quarter. Three in the third, allowed ten in the second. Their defense played pretty well. Teddy Two Gloves, though, afterwards, um, this week already saying he was uh, ticked off at the effort and energy he gave at one of those turnovers that he could have stopped, whatever. Denver didn't play very hard. Anyway, bottom line, Philly went there and won. Jalen in the passing game, 16 of 23, 178 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, a sack. In the ground game, he carried the ball 14 times, more than anybody else for Philadelphia. 
Now, Jordan Howard had 12 carries. Boston Scott, that name should sound familiar, Saints fans, 11 carries. Howard had 83. Scott had 81. Hertz had 53. The grand total when you throw in Gainwell's five was 214 yards on the ground. 40 carries. Again, 23 passing attempts, 40 carries. Right? Um, as far as the passing department, Devontae Smith, you know who that is. Four receptions, 66 yards. Spread it around pretty good. Quest Watkins, four catches, 33. Dallas Goddard, two for 28. Boston Scott, two out the backfield for 24. Rager had a catch for 12. They passed for 178, as I mentioned. So, look, you're going to face a team that's going to run, and the quarterback's going to run. So, Coach, this morning was asked, what's it like facing a team that has a running quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I'm well aware of it. Um, I, I think that, obviously, you, you, you're dealing with uh, the, the advantage that you initially have when the quarterback isn't a runner. And, and once that quarterback is a featured runner, then, then, you know, it, it, it changes from a defensive standpoint what your normal, maybe some of your normal, uh, fits and, and how you want to play certain plays. It's, it's different. It's, it's option football to some degree and that requires a, a different discipline. Okay. So, again, that's going to be one of the keys, right? Stopping the the Eagle ground game Sunday in Philadelphia. That's a key. Uh, I kind of jokingly said with Jordan, is catching the ball a key? But then, you know, it, it legitimately, honestly is. Traquan Smith on this team handling two straight losses. Yeah, I feel like uh, it, it was a big thing, you know, not, not to not to jump ship. We didn't because we didn't play a terrible game. Right? We, uh, last game we didn't play a terrible game. You know, it was a hard-fought game. Uh, we just came short. Uh, in the end, you know, where we all know it's a long season and we, we know ourselves and we know it's not time to jump ship and, you know, point any fingers, uh, get mad at anybody. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work on yourself, you know, work on yourself to, to better the team. You know, we gotta stick together because, you know, now's the time that people, you know, try to, try to tear us apart from the outside, but we gotta stick together, you know, as an organization, as a group. And, uh, we know what we're capable of and, uh, Continue on to this week. Um, something else that Traquan said, and I played this earlier and I'll play it again, is the position group, his thoughts on the position group. I think it's interesting. He acknowledges, obviously, that they're getting a lot of, you know, critique on it, to say the least. Yeah, I feel like, uh, as, as a receiver group, I feel like, uh, we can do way much better, you know, than the past weeks and then the past weeks we have done. Uh, our coach been on us a lot and then, uh, Sean been on us. Like, I feel like, uh, it's kind of like all eyes on us. Like everybody expecting us to make plays and, uh, coming out of last week, we know we, we had a few drop balls. So that was, that was really our biggest, uh, our biggest issue this week. Uh, when the ball come your way, uh, do whatever you got to do to make it don't, don't have it be. You know, on our coach CJ looking at us, you know, asking why we didn't make plays and looking for what we could have done better. I, we just came into this week, uh, like every time the ball come our way, we're going to make plays. So, you know, the game, you, uh, it went until like, uh, it's, it's our fault. Like we didn't do enough good a job as, as a receiver for. 
Look, I, it is what it is. You got to make the plays. Now, as far as he goes, remember Sean Payne earlier this week said he thinks that Traquan Smith is playing better. And Traquan was asked about that. Does he feel that he's getting improvement? I feel like I've been getting better each week um, just uh, with the little things, uh, basically making all my plays. Um, basically, I feel like I'm getting very comfortable back to where I was before I was injured. Uh, and that's it's just going to take, you know, step by step uh, each and every week, just trying to get better at the little things and uh, perfecting my craft. Um, but uh, honestly, I definitely feel like I've been getting uh, better each week since I've uh, been back. Look, we can make the evaluation at the end of the year whether or not you resign him, sign him to a bigger deal. Has he been worth the pick? Has he materialized in what you thought? It, it, uh, hear me out. He has to perform well the next couple of weeks. He has to be a, a receiver that Trevor Simeon depends on and trust. He has to be somebody that makes plays, whether it's three catches or four catches. They have to matter. If this team wants to be a playoff team, that group, that room has got to perform. I'm not asking them to be Michael Thomas. I'm not asking them to be Michael Irvin. Michael somebody, catch the ball. That's, that's all I'm asking you to do. Like, at the end of the year, we'll figure it out, right? I, I think we all understand that position group needs an overhaul. Whether Michael Thomas comes back or not, because, folks, it would have been almost darn near three years since he led the league in receptions. They're going to have to address that group next year. High draft pick, free agency, it has to get addressed. It's absolutely just as important as quarterback. Clearly. Gotta have it. It is interesting, and I'll play this in a little bit, Trevor's thoughts on Trevor Simeon. Again, he's being made available by the team, so there's no, uh, I guess, guessing this week. He's going to start this week against... Philadelphia. Quick break. We come back. Sean Fox from up there in Fun Row. We'll talk to him. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. 
Do you know that Rouse's Markets has their own digital coupons? Digital coupons are coupons that you can access online. Get offers for your favorite national brands at www.rouse's.com and redeem them at any Rouse's Markets. With Rouse's Markets digital coupons, there's no need to keep track of paper coupons anymore. Everything is online. Just present your phone number at checkout. Digital coupon. Just one more way you save shopping at Rouse's Markets. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Plus, at least in his mind, each and every Wednesday around this time, mostly 1.30. Occasionally, I'll move it around for an important guest. But Sean Fox joins <laughs> us to talk about North Louisiana Athletics. And, uh, of course, his show that I honestly still don't know the name of. But I do know he works over at Sports Talk 97.7. You can follow him on Twitter because I can read at Fox for Sports Talk based off of his Twitter profile page. How are you, Sean? Well, if it isn't the voice of Arkansas or whoever's paying me the most this week. That, Hello, that, Gus. That is true. Actually, Friday I'm filling in for Rice. So it'll be the voice <laughs> of the Owls. <laughs> true <laughs> Renaissance they, man. You are take a on true Renaissance man. <laughs> Hey, no one knows owl basketball better. <laughs> who, who, who's Gus Cattengill? It's what it is, man. It's Christmas time. I get it. Everybody's got to have a side hustle. I get I need, it. Need the money. Um, speaking, of, speaking of needing the money, um, let, let's make a bet here. Let's make a bet. When are we seeing Zion Williamson? I'm going December 1st at home, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. December first. What's That's, he? What's he? What's he weighing in at these days? Well, you know what? That's not what I asked you. That's not no, what no, I asked it's you. important. It's important to this. No, I'm, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you know what? The Washington was it the Post or Times had a reporter today put out a story that we should not be fat shaming Zion. I'm not kidding. No, there, there was. Did you read the story? No, I, I have not, Gus. But it's I'm, 2021. That's. That doesn't surprise me I, at I'm all. I'm being dead serious. There, there was absolutely a story today in, in a Washington uh, newspaper that we should, um, we should, we should not be commenting on his weight. Well, he's he's a little look. It's more to love, right? Sean, Can we put it camera. that way. It's the more camera angle. Sean, it's it's the camera. You know, maybe he likes to wear baggy clothes. That's all. Look, fat people need love too. Look, he's overweight. He'll get there. <laughs> I mean, the, this is probably not the right time of the year to try to get in shape for well, any of us. You know. But. Okay. Oh, you say December first. I'm going December first. That's, that's like that's less than a month. Uh, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get through Thanksgiving first. Um, well, that's o- that's only eight days from today, though, Sean. That's what I'm okay. saying, right? It's yeah, only eight I'm not, days. It's not, I'll give you. I'll give you December seventeenth <laughs> when the defending champions come to town, the Bucks. Yeah. That's in a late in a late night game. That's when. That's when Beignet Boy returns. Stop it! That's not his name. You going? When, when did you say the seventeenth? The seven, December seventeenth, a month from today. Wow, that's a long time, dude. <laughs> he's he's got to lose the holiday weight. Stop it! He's getting look. He's 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 uh he's getting rescanned a week from today, and then they go on a road trip. I'm telling you, December for right, that's fine. I asked you. I asked you. You gave yeah, me the seventeenth. December seventeenth. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm going I've, the first. Yeah, Let's see who's I've closest. Like the price is right. Okay, I hope you're right. It'll be yeah. like the Price is Right. Yes, you'll probably end up. I hope. I hope you win. And I'm shaming, but I'm. You know this. I'm a. I'm a Zion. I'm gonna throw a wrestling term. I'm a Zion Bark. I'm a big fan. I want him to get out there. Just under, see him and 
I'm just disappointed. That's all. I'm just, I'm, fr- I'm frustrated. No, disappointed is not the right word. I'd like to. I know uh, it when I say I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I'm going I'm I'm to inter- I'm gonna interrupt your interview to say hello to the Graf. He's listening, voice of the Pelicans. Oh. Um, Wow. I'm a big fan of the graph. Thinks it's interesting that I'm the voice of the Owls. Todd, I've already had a couple of things downloaded, um, ready to go here. Um, Can I actually, add about the graph? Maybe the most talented play by play guy yeah, in the New Orleans area. Yeah, these, are, uh, these are owl sounds I'll be playing throughout the show. Did you know that that's what an owl sounds like? <laughs> Just letting you know. I agree. The graph is much better than any of us doing play-by-play. And he's sure. so old school too, and he still uses that handheld mic. That he does. He does. I need. Uh, I need as many. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm completely fine with the headset. But he loves. He loves the handheld. It sounds great. Yeah, I get it. it's crazy, but good. Okay. Good for graph. It's like a game show host for the New Orleans Saints. How how Saints fans feeling up there in North Louisiana? Gus, I, I've said it once. I've mm-hmm. said a thousand times. I'd rather get blown out and get beat like we've been getting beaten okay. week after week after week. I mean, we if you think about this, and I, I'm going to try to paint, it's going to sound disappointing, but also an optimistic picture at the same time. When I made the plastic bag reference, which you say I've said, I don't remember saying that, but uh, the, when I made the plastic bag reference, I thought every game was going to be like Carolina in week two where we just flat out got whipped. Well, that hasn't been the case. I mean, you could make a pretty solid case that this team, despite lacking a lot of things offensively, could be 8-1, and one, maybe 7-2. and two. The only game the Saints got their butt kicked was Carolina. They had an opportunity to win every game since then. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. I just know if you're ever going to be like this, this is the year to do it because I truly, and I think you'll agree with me and your audience will too, Mm -hmm. give me the dominant team in the NFL this year. This is just the year to just get in. If you could somehow get healthy at the end of the season, the healthiest team may end up being the one who hoists the trophy this year. It's not the best year for the NFL, which in this case for the Saints helps us. When you look at this team going forward, and again, I think in the offseason there's going to be some, I mean, honest decisions that, that have to be made. I think everybody can sort of they have to improve the receiving group. What are you doing at quarterback, all that. But moving forward, looking at it right now, look, uh, Trevor Simmons being made available today. So there's no guessing, I think, furthermore, that he, he's going yeah. to be this team starter. I don't yeah. think he's done a bad job, to be honest with you, Sean. I'd like to see what actually happens when people catch the ball, when linemen know the snap count, when they don't that hold. You know, I mean, like, it, it would be nice to actually see that, to actually, you know, help him out there. But he's not doing a terrible job. But Two straight no, games, no, no I, interceptions. I, I'm with you. I, by the way, like the Saints, performance offensively I think has very little to do with how Trevor Simeon's playing I think he's done enough to, to help this team win football games but Gus would you would you agree and if not this is your show fire away and tell me where I'm wrong <laughs> there <you>. are moments <laughs> and long moments of mm-hmm. this for this offense where it gets stagnant and you're like right. okay now it's time to put Taysom in and see what he can do that's not a knock on Simeon sure. it's just because there's just long spurts to where this offense, two, three, four drives in a row where nothing's happening. And then all well, of that, a sudden, they'll put two, three, four in a row together. 
that's where I was going to go with you next on that is that because you're not seeing him as much perhaps out of fear that he gets injured. If he does, that's your backup, right? So do you start him? And then knowing that Trevor can run this offense and I'm comfy that way. Hey, let's almost do what Philly is doing with, with Jalen Hurts, with Taysom Hill. And then if he does get injured, we know we have a competent and ready to go back up. What about that theory I've seen float around? Man, I think you need his versatility because this team does lack weapons. Okay, let me return volley. If if you do that, are you still running the Taysom Hill offense? What I mean is, are you going to let him run the football? Are you just asking him? Because, look, remember when he started those four games last year, it's not that he didn't run, but they did cut back. Right. For him to be successful, he, needs he to has run. to run the football. <laughs> exactly right. That's that's how I feel. I mean, that's it's kind of when, when he was battling for the start job. I mean, that was the thing. I was like, how do you separate yourself away from Jameis Winston? You're not going to be the guy that knows the offense, Running. or not maybe not not knows the offense. Um, yeah. You know, spreads it around and all that. You know, run, use your legs. And I never saw that. You know, so look, it is what it is when it comes to that man. When one of the questions that he anyway threw out there today. Is this a must win? I'm not saying yes. they can't beat yes. Buffalo. I'm not yes. saying they can't beat Dallas. I'm not yeah. saying they can't win at Tampa. And I don't know what's going to happen at the Jets with that game sandwiched in between. All I'm saying is in eight days, you're facing the Bills on a short week. And a week mm-hmm. later, it's the Cowboys. And as much as we dislike Dallas, they're a good football team. They are good. So this is one you just can't lose. I don't want to hear the refs. I don't want to hear, well, you know, we weren't ready for the Falcons offensive attack and it took us three quarters. Like I said this earlier in the show, off on the plane, off the plane, out of the hotel room, off that bus, on the field, their their mentality needs to be, we're not leaving here without a win. No, I'm, I'm, th- this is the first time all year I've said must. You, you, you can't go below 500 or get to 500 with Buffalo and Dallas coming to your place. And and all likely, and here's the weird thing about the NFL, Gus, when is the last time, and I'm sure somebody who's listening can come up with this very quickly, where the Saints have had two or three home games in a row where they've won them both, or all three. Yeah, dude. I, Ch- yeah. Chances are you split your two home games, because yeah. that's just, again, recent memory, that's, that's kind of what's been happening lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're, you're a team, like, Probably Philadelphia wins. They're right back in the mix. San Francisco won. You're battling for that six and seven seed. Now tiebreakers come uh, into the into the category. If you, I mean, I know I'm getting long winded. Yes, this is a very this is for the first time all year. I think a must win game. And and you threw it out, Gus. Like I have a for whatever reason with this team, I got a better feeling about beating Buffalo and beating Dallas. And for whatever reason, I got a feeling we're going to lose at the Jets. I don't know what it is about this team, but I have this confidence about playing the good teams and winning. And then I'm like, oh, my God, for some reason, we're going to lose to the Jets. And honestly, and I know I'm just vomiting at the mouth now, but I do think the last two games of the season Mm -hmm. with the Panthers at home and the Falcons on the road are probably going to be the two biggest, you know, a lot of those times are the throwaway games. Uh, cause one of the, because the division team that we're playing sucks. 
I think both of those games will have playoff ramifications for both teams in it. So, yes, this is a must-win game. Finally, um, La Tech football gets to take on uh, my Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Muster buzzards, as uh, the graph once called them. To the top. Um, Um, Pillow fight of the century. Look, I'm just going to say this. They started a freshman receiver at quarterback last week. They, they've been decimated by injury. They don't have a ton of talent. I feel bad for Coach Will Hall, who you know coached here at Tulane last year. Yeah, did a great job. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, congrats on the win. I wouldn't oh, pat yourself on the back too hard. It's literally like playing against a bitty basketball team at the goal, being at four yeah. foot, and you dunking on them. Have I'm you just, seen Tech I, this year? We're, no, we're, no, we're I guys. haven't. Uh, but I'm just, I'm no. just saying that. You know, you're going to enjoy your Saturday. Southern Miss may score three. No, well, and, and you're going to feel good about yourself. Well, I'm no, just, see, this is, it, this is where you're okay. wrong. This, okay. is, this is what's going to make this even more interesting. The game's actually on Friday night. Same here's thing. Be I didn't really, even know what it is. No, no, here, here's what's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right across the street. I'm talking oh. about right across the street. Okay. Rustin High is hosting Benton High in a second-round <laughs> playoff game. There may be more people at the Rustin game. <laughs> Then the Tech Southern Miss game on okay. Friday night. Okay, well, so it'll be the car out of fifty to watch. Friends and family, Tech and Southern Miss. Hey, how to send you out of the conference with an L? Like I said, congratulations on it. I, I three and seven versus one and nine. I'm with you. It's probably going to be people in high school playoff game. We may win the battle, Gus, but it looks like you've won the war. <laughs> Uh, you know, look, it, it, it is what it is. All I know is uh, I look forward to every two, uh, Wednesday. See, I don't even know what it is. That makes one of us. Thank you. It's Wednesday. I appreciate it, bud. Yeah, always. Appreciate Wait, hold it, on. What time are you calling yes. me Friday? I got a game. Remember, I'm, I'm the voice of the hour. Oh, what time? What time? Who, when are you calling me? It's co- at seven. It's at seven. But, you know, I just, I, let me make sure. You called me and last like Friday, to... and I'm trying to set up, man. It's like, you know, I was the voice of the Eagles last Friday, and I got to, like, look, talk to I, you. I mean, Gus, I know you go to the gym. Every morning now, after I was out of breath, I was not prepared. I don't know what you do at the gym because you, my friend, uh, the Saints. Okay, yeah, no, okay. Well, you called me, and the women's team was practicing on the court, so I had to go all the way to the top of Reed Green, which is it says twenty six rows. It's about sixty two. So by the time I got up there, you know, I had to get my bread. It was like you were climbing Everest by the way you were breathing. That's what it is. Hold on, let me Later. Pull, up your, let me pull up your page so I can say this properly. Yeah. At Fox 4 Sports Talks, the way to follow Sean Fox. He hosts the show in the afternoons in Monroe of Sports Talk 97.7. We'll eventually figure out what it's called. Thank you, Sean. We'll talk next week. Out. That would make two of us. See ya. There he goes. Uh, Coach G. Team USA took on Jamaica yesterday. 1-1 was the final. We'll break it down next on ESPN New Orleans. I've been bad. I've been good. Dallas, Texas. Aftermath of Hurricane Ida, 
It is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses, Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor, at the foot of the tunnel on the east side. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for retail business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. You want to know what makes me LeBron? Sleep. That's right. Sleep is my superpower. And Calm, the number one app for sleep, is essential to activating that power. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. Because greatness lies on the other side of sleep. For 40% off a Calm premium subscription, go to calm.com slash LJ. That's calm.com slash LJ. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Chatney. 800-998-1003, next hour. We'll open up the phone lines for you, Ralph Marmor at 2.15. Pat G. Conteri, like to call him Coach G. We chat on Wednesdays at this time about football, soccer. Last night, Team USA at Jamaica, the last of the fixtures here. They'll have a friendly in December in January to get back at it. Oh, by the way, a massive game. We'll break that down. Why? First off, good afternoon, Coach. How are you? What's going on, Gus? How you doing today, man? Doing well. Okay, so... For those that didn't get to see it, because it was kind of tough to go see, you had to do Paramount Plus and all that. One yep. one, <laughs> they see the final. You look at post game reaction from Lexi Lawless, Taylor Twirlman, you know, guys that that were on the team, and you know Donovan, and they give their takes. And, and I see flat. I see didn't play with the way they needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and a one one score. What do I make out of the draw yesterday? Well, like I, uh, like I said last week, I thought Jamaica was going to give uh, America a real hard time, and I even said Antonio's going to score a goal, and sure enough, um, it was 1-1. We always play very tough down there for whatever reason. We just cannot kind of get over that hump of Jamaica. Going from Cincinnati, going against Mexico, which is a phenomenal game on Saturday, 2-0 win for uh, United States. Um, going from a, kind of a cold weather to a very warm weather, the bodies just seemed like it was very lethargic. So um, last time we talked, I said that America needed to get uh, four points. We got our four points, and we're looking real good right now in the standings. But um, 62% possession, uh, 15 crosses, and we only have really one goal to kind of uh, show for it. I like Arison, uh, Arison, sorry, up top. Um, I think he's just, he, his cylinders are, are firing on eight, uh, at a time. He's nonstop. His motor is going nonstop. 
But when we have 62% of possession, we only have one goal to really score or to really show for. Or to be honest, Jamaica with that last goal, I believe it was like the 80th, 82nd minute, something like that. Um, they scored a goal and they got disallowed. So to right. be honest, tying 1 1 from Jamaica is actually a really good thing because we should have <laughs> lost 2 1. Uh, so to get our four points and everything, we're looking good right now in the overall uh, standings. We are in second place. We have 15. Uh, with Mexico and Panama right behind us with 14. There's a little division between Panama and Costa Rica, number four and number five. Uh, so for right now, it looks like we're about uh, two-thirds of the way down, like you just said, uh, Gus. In uh, January uh, 27th, we're going against El Salvador. They're ranked number seventh. Canada, number one, um, on the 30th of January, and Honduras on the 2nd of February. And Honduras is ranked number eight right now. So right. Um, the next set of rounds, as long as we're scoring, I'm, I'm hoping seven or nine points, we're, we're set. Lock us in, put us right in now in the World Cup. Uh, we're on the right path right now. Very surprised with Canada and Mexico yesterday. In the last five minutes, the game was phenomenal. And talking about cold weather and us beating Mexico in Cincinnati 2-0, I don't know if you saw or not, but what kind of conditions that uh, they were playing in yesterday in Canada, yeah. it looked like they had snow probably shoveled off um, the field. It probably looked like five or six feet high. It was freezing. And, of course, you know, uh, this is the first time Canada has ever beat Mexico, and it was like 32 degrees snow and so forth and so on. So um, it was definitely Canada played to their advantage. Like America played to our advantage as well. By not having this game down in in, um, in Texas, Arizona, California, we need to have our home field advantage. And against Mexico, sure. if we had to have it in the colder weather to get a uh, a two zero win, so be it. Canada did the exact same thing. Canada could play indoors, but they decided to play outdoors. It's very smart because now, oh my God, here it is, Canada number one in Concacaf. <laughs> We've never seen that before. So uh, this is kind of crazy right now. But good to see that Mexico is kind of declining right now, kind of dropping um, in the stands. So they're third, but um, I believe uh, Canada, United States, Mexico, and Panama are the four coming out of our region of the world to go to uh, to the World Cup next year. Well, it's funny you say that because as you take a look ahead and speak with Coach G, Pat G. Conteri, um you touch on taking advantage. Look, uh, Kenny Farrell, head coach of the Jesters, who's on yesterday, he, he said this. Every time the U.S. goes and plays somewhere other than here, it's, you know, the hotel has issues. There's no mm-hmm. running water, you know, mm-hmm. no hot water. The fans keep them up at night by partying yeah, in the really. streets. So, you know what? If it's playing in the cold, that's fair and fair. But when you look at the, the future fixers, uh January 30th, sir, Canada, USA, no and then in May. Mexico on the 24th, the 27th, Panama, and the 30th, Costa Rica. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get the side of an end, but how important is that game against Canada? Um, very important. And like I said, you know, if we get nine points um, out of the next three games, uh, that's, that's three wins right there. We're looking good. Canada is just, they're kind of improving every single year. And again, even though they had the home field advantage against Mexico, they played very well. Uh, Kyle Aaron had a phenomenal game. Um, he played for, I believe, Orlando last year. And this year he's actually got transferred over to Turkey. So he's playing overseas right now and he's having a decent year. So Canada's actually looking really strong. Uh, Alfonso Davis, who plays on uh, Byron Munich, is a friggin' stud um, as a left back. But it's weird because Canada plays him more midfield to forward but where their club team plays in more defense. But their team just seems like they're uh, congealing kind of real well right now. Uh, So it's going to be a huge game, but I think during that time, um, if it's outside in January in Canada, yeah, it's going to be the Canadians uh, with the victory on that. But I think it's going to be played indoors just because it would be way too cold. If that's the case, um, it's going to be more of an even match. I give it to America. 
Uh, then we look at Mexico, but by that time, it's going to be warmer, and um, it's going to be, what, March? So we're looking at about, probably about 70, maybe 80 degrees um, down right. in Mexico during that time. So it should be good for America. But, um, again, we play at Azteca um, uh, Stadium. It's a mile up, so we have to really worry about the altitude. So the weather should not be an issue. It's just the altitude. All right. So that's what happened yesterday. Coach, uh, I know you always like to, to chime in with the EPL and, and things I answer some games to pay attention to over the weekend. What matchups should I be worried about? Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that we'll see what kind of happens when um, all the international um, players go back to their club teams. Who has um, injuries, who has um, little knocks, who will not play? It seems like with Christian Pulisic um, on the U.S. national teams, he's getting late into the games, like 77th minute, 75th minute, 70th minute, whatever it is. He's toward the backside of the game. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how Chelsea will play um, play him now coming up. I'm going to be kind of wondering if they're just going to keep him kind of on the bench, kind of let him slowly get back into uh, into a fit right now. Um, but, you know, like, like always, it's always kind of a good thing to watch Arsenal play against a huge team, Liverpool, this weekend, 1130 on Saturday. Um, of course, I'm going to be up for that. Um, a lot of other games, not so spectacular because Leicester City right now is kind of dropping while Chelsea's number one, so I'll give the advantage to Chelsea. But the biggest game I would say for this weekend would be your Liverpool-Arsenal. Arsenal's going up right now. They're ranked number fifth in the stands. Uh, Liverpool's uh, top three. They're looking solid right now. So, um, beloved Arsenal fan as I am, this is a good, um, good match to see where we are going. Uh, up to now, for the last about month, month and a half, even though we started off in 20th place, now we're fifth, we play a lot of crappier teams, the team that we should be winning to get us to fifth place. So this will be a huge game for Arsenal to see where we are um, at right now against a huge team as Liverpool uh, and see where we're going in the future. And when I say we, a lot of our soccer fans, uh, including myself, we always think that we are part of the team. So I just want to throw that out there. I don't think I am the team. I don't play for the team. I don't get any paychecks for them. I'm still a teacher at Warren Easton. So, um, but yeah, what, um, us fans we love our teams we live and die by uh by the blood of, of our arsenal so um liverpool arsenal is my number one game of the of the weekend uh 11 30 on Saturday. Sorry, sorry, on the Saturday. side though coach you're still playing on the side how'd, how'd y'all do recently yes sir uh we played last night uh 5-2 victory uh I, I played very well um i've been about two weeks since i played so it was a little rusty the first goal, my defender just put his foot up like he just kind of jumped over the ball. And I'm like thinking to myself, leave your foot on the ground. It would have hit your foot, and it would not have been my goal. Besides that, I had a pretty good game. I read everything well. You know, for being a 43-year-old, I still got pretty quick reactions. So I really shut down. I read the well, I read the game well and everything. So man, as long as I keep on going, my knees are holding up right now, man. I'm looking to uh, continue my career. I, I hear you, man. I told my wife today, it's, it's the 17th of December. I'm January 17th. So I'm like, you know, I got a month until I'm 46. My, my, I got the, the big bright eyed emojis and she goes, wait, you're 46? And I'm like, how do you not know that? I mean, right. so apparently I surprised my wife by actually how old I am. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like 45, I tease her. I'm like, you know, 50s around the corner. And she's like, you're not even there, but you know what it is. Once you get on the other side of five, Mm-hmm. You you are closer to the the zero than than you are mm-hmm. of anything else. So yeah, I'm I'm on my way, which is yeah, fine because so. I've negotiated though, Coach G. I've negotiated. Um, <laughs> I had a Mustang back in the day. I had a Mustang back in the day, and I told her that's my fiftieth present. I don't care how it happens, how she does it, or how it comes to be. January seventeenth, <laughs> four years and two months from now, or four years and a month from now, I I'm, I'll finally get my Mustang again. At least in there in my you head. go. 
in my head. Everything comes, everything comes full circle. And yes, I'm going to live in my early 40s as long as I can, so about 44. But then after that, I'm right behind you, sir. I'll, I'll always be right behind you a couple of years. My kid will be nine by then, right? It'll be nine going oh, on ten. There's no need to – don't worry about the back seat and the car seat anymore. Yeah, anyway, right. Now, now the two-seater and let's get a V8 in there. <laughs> exactly. I want the Cobra. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, right. All right, guys. Talk to you later, man. Bye-bye. Who knows? It might be electric by then. I don't know. Sports Hangover Hour 2 is in the books. It's the Sports Hangover Hour 3 next on ESPN New York.